Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's go. We got ourselves a football Friday. Steeler, <clears throat> clear the throat. <clears throat> Jeez Louise. I'll, I'll just I'll just level with yins. Last night, Christmas karaoke, Mike's Beer Bar. It was a wonderful time. A massive success, I would say. And I haven't recovered yet. I sang two songs, both bad. First one with... Matt Cole and Donnie Football, they did their part. I'm no good at karaoke. Never done karaoke sober in my entire life. And, of course, I was sober last night. And I thought I was required to go up and do a song by myself. And so I did. And it was horrendous. It was this Christmas. But the karaoke machine, the lyrics were far away. I'm making excuses. There's people standing in front of them. I didn't have my timing down. Just a total disaster. But the voice is sort of going a little bit. You sing a couple of times. I did have a beer or two responsibly, of course. So the vocal cords, they're in it. They're in for it today. I'm doing the show tonight from 6 until 1035. So it's a long day for me. Bear with me. You heard my awful sports update. The Rams beat the Raiders. That's very good for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll get to that coming up. In a few moments, the early morning show with me, Adam Crowley, presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84lumber.com if you're interested, or even if you're not, I'm going to do it anyway. I've got some of the highlights from the Christmas karaoke last night. So you'll hear those spliced throughout the early morning show today, and then we'll get into it big time when the morning show proper starts up in about an hour here. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. You can join me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. As I said, Football Friday, Steelers, Ravens on Sunday, and your Pittsburgh Steelers are absolutely in the hunt. Here is something I don't know that you know, and I just learned it yesterday. Only one team has ever started 5-8 and and made the playoffs. If the Steelers lose this game, obviously they've got no shot. Now, more often than not, it's been a 16-game schedule, not a 17-game schedule. So it's like a 1% chance you make the playoffs at 5-8, and eight, if you look back for a while now. And I think, okay, you bump it up 1.5%, 1.2% now with the added game. But it jumps all the way up to 14% if you are 6-7. and seven. There have been... A handful of teams that have made the playoffs out of starting six and seven. And again, that's before the playoffs expanded to seven teams per conference. So the Steelers have a puncher's chance if they win this game against Baltimore. The Raiders losing last night helps. 
Now, you would have had them in front of you anyway, so you could take care of your own business, but the Raiders, had they won, and they were leading for most of the game, would have been 6-7. and seven. Same record as the Steelers if the Steelers beat Baltimore on Sunday. Now, they're 5-8. and eight. If a couple of results that are expected to happen happen, the Steelers could be just one game out of the playoffs when you wake up on Monday. If the Bills, a 10-point favorite over the Jets, take care of business, then the Jets fall to 7-6, and six, just a game ahead of Pittsburgh. They currently hold the 7 spot. And if the Los Angeles Chargers lose this weekend to the Miami Dolphins, they would drop to 6-7, and seven. again, the same record as the Pittsburgh Steelers if Pittsburgh is to win against Baltimore. So the Steelers are firmly in the hunt, and I expect them to be more in the hunt by the time we reach midnight on Sunday. I think that this team's going to be right there. Now, you're probably going to still have to win out to make it, but I'd rather be in the mix than not in the mix. I'd rather be in the hunt than not in the hunt. And they absolutely are. 412-928-9370. You can tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. This is an intriguing game, though. Remove the playoff implications. Remove whether or not you really think the Steelers are in it. This is a massive game. If a while back, you, like me, said the most important thing to happen this season is to see the development of Kenny Pickett. The Ravens' secondary isn't exactly lighting the world on fire. If you believe in these advanced stats, the last month, I think they're 14th in the league in pass defense DVOA, which is a good way to measure teams. It's a better evaluation, smart people tell me, than just saying, oh, they gave up the 27th most yards. That matters, too. But so the Ravens' pass defense hasn't been lighting the world on fire. It's been average. The Ravens' rush defense has been the best in the league over that stretch. And a lot of times, teams are just giving up on the run against Baltimore. Now, two things. If the Ravens shut down the Steelers' run, that's going to put a lot of the onus on Kenny Pickett. Why has Kenny Pickett been better over the last four games? I think you give that man a lot of credit, obviously, for not putting the ball in harm's way, something he did a lot early on in the season. But you also have to credit the Steelers' running game. In the last five games, the Steelers have rushed for almost 800 yards, the second most in any five-game span in Mike Tomlin's tenure. The Steelers have found their identity. They know who they are, and what they are now is a running team. You go back the last month, and the Steelers are one of the best rushing teams in the entire NFL. So now it's strength. Pittsburgh feels like they have built to a place where it is something that they're good at against strength in Baltimore, and we know that they're a great run defense. If Baltimore takes away the run, can Kenny Pickett have similar success? Can Kenny Pickett keep the ball out of harm's way? Can Kenny Pickett show that he's grown? Because early on, he was throwing the ball a bunch. He threw it 52 times against Buffalo. He dropped back to throw 44 times against Philadelphia. That's one of the reasons I think he struggled. And you're chasing games, and so you're trying to make plays, and you put the ball in harm's way, and you throw interceptions. If the run's not there on Sunday, can Kenny Pickett stay within the game play and stay within himself? This is a massive game to show you how Kenny Pickett is growing to this point. Now, if he plays poorly, it doesn't mean you throw the baby out with the bathwater, but it's going to be educational. We're going to find out, I think, a lot about where Kenny Pickett is on Sunday come about 4.30. We're going to know a lot more, I think, about where Kenny Pickett is. But here's the other thing. Let's say the run game isn't working. I still think you can probably stick with it 
The Ravens offense, even with Lamar Jackson, had not been good the last month or so. And this is the way I view NFL teams. I go quarter by quarter. What you did the first three weeks of the season, I don't think it matters all that much right now. How are you playing right now? Baltimore's offense with Lamar Jackson had really been struggling. Now you add in Tyler Huntley, who is a good backup for Baltimore. But I don't know that he's a good player. He rushes for about 55 yards a game whenever he's in there. That, I think, has a lot to do with the scheme. You think about his speed. Is he fast? No. He ran like a 4-5-6-40. I mean, for a quarterback, that's really good. But if he gets out there on the edge, do you know what he's not going to do? He's not going to crease you like Lamar. I don't think we're going to see Huntley running for 55 yards down the sideline at any point in this game. So my point is, with the way the Ravens' offense has struggled, now you plug that guy in, who is the Michelob Ultra version of Lamar Jackson, even if the Steelers' running game isn't working, this is one of those times where I think you probably should stick with it, just so the Ravens at least have to honor that running game. And then that way, you can try to protect Kenny Pickett and have him play within the flow of the offense that he's been used to over the last five weeks. Now, if you're getting blown up in the backfield every single time, I still think you stick with it for a little bit, but at a certain point you will have to say, okay, we can't keep banging our heads against the wall. But I think the Ravens' offense and their struggles allow you to continue to do the thing that you think you do well now, and you do do well now, and that's run the ball. 412-928-9370. Your thoughts on Steelers-Ravens on Sunday. Predictions? Do you, like I do, think that this is a massive game for Kenny Pickett? And the other thing about that running game, if the Steelers can run the ball against Baltimore, it ain't like running it against Atlanta, man. It ain't like running the ball against Indianapolis. If you can move Baltimore, you will have really arrived as a rushing offense. And we're seeing good... We're getting really deep in the weeds here on this game. But you can see the guys the Steelers brought in on the offensive line this offseason. I think they're really playing well. I think Mason Cole's been excellent the last month. I think James Daniels has been pretty good all year. But I think he's been really good the last month. And if those two in particular, and Dotson we heard, Brad Spielberger talked about earlier on in the week. He's been playing well of late. If you can move people internally with your guards in your center, and you can do that against Baltimore, I think you can do it against anybody. So I say this is an educational game to find out about Kenny Pickett, but I also think you're going to find out an awful lot about where the Steelers' offensive line is and whether or not there are people worth keeping going into next year. Dan Moore Jr. is just a guy to me. I don't love him. Chuksakora for same thing. But your guard, your center, and your other guard, I think they've kind of been dudes. If you do it against Baltimore, I'll know your dudes. 412-928-9370. We continue to dissect this game. I want your thoughts. Steelers, Ravens coming up Sunday, 1 o'clock. Hit me up with everything you want to talk about about that game. We're also going to hear some of the highlights from what was a wonderful evening at Mike's Beer Bar last night for Christmas karaoke. It's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan. 
I've got a mind-blowing Mike Tomlin stat that I want to get to coming up in a couple of minutes. It's something that I heard yesterday, and I'm a little shocked by it. Can you be a little shocked? I'm a lot shocked. I think you're just shocked. I don't think you need a qualifier there. We'll get to that. But here's one of the great highlights from last night's Christmas karaoke. Paul Zeiss is always unapologetically Paul. It's what I love so much about the guy. I love people who are just who they are. You're just unique. You just be who you be. And Paul Zeiss is that guy. Paul Zeiss is always going to be Paul Zeiss. And you can take him. You can leave him. You can love him. You can hate him. I choose to love Paul Zeiss because I think he's a great guy and a loyal guy, a nice man. He gets up on stage last night. He says, Crowley, dude, you got to come up with me. I'm going to sing Poison's version of Deck the Halls. I said, okay, whatever. That's fine. He goes, I don't want to go up there alone. I said, okay, I'll go up there with you, Paul. Let's do this thing. Well, the lyrics aren't up for Deck the Halls, so we call a timeout. That thing's off. And then Night Ranger comes on. So I step aside. You got to let Paul have his moment. I also know nothing about Night Ranger never going to probably ever listen to Night Ranger, not to disparage anybody who likes Night Ranger, but that ain't my thing. So Night Ranger gets played by our man TJ the DJ at Mike's Beer Bar, and my God, this is, as I said, Paul Zeiss being unapologetically Paul Zeiss. What do you do when it's falling apart? And you know it's gone from the very start. Do you close your eyes and dream about me? I mean, he absolutely nails it there, as Paul Zeiss often does. He was playing air guitar, going wild. I don't know if this is something that we continue next year. I would think, yeah, because it was a freaking success, and it was a blast. I'm terrible at karaoke. Paul, on the other hand, not at all. Let's go to Ed. He's first up today on the early morning show. Good morning, Ed. Yeah, uh, I'm wondering, you're not a baseball fan. Uh, What are you going to talk about until April uh... Could you talk about the draft that much? The Penguins look kind of shaky as far as the playoffs. And it's not just you. I'm not putting any on you. I call in the Zeiser. Well, Pump is a smooth talker. But it's going to be hard to feel the airtime, isn't it? Nah. I mean, there's always something, my man. And the draft, people care. People are all up in it. I hope they don't lose. But from the time that this game ends on Sunday, let's say they do lose it. And thank you for the call, Ed. Until the time the season's over, it's still all about Kenny and still all about this offense and where it goes and if it's growing and if you can take something from it for next year. And I think the running game, too. Can you still prove down the stretch that you can run the ball? Because if you can, you can take that in the next year and you can at least have an identity going into the season, whereas this year they didn't find the identity until after the bye week. Hey, you're on the early morning show. Good morning, Mr. Crowley. How are you? I'm great. What's up? Hey, um, I was talking. First of all, God bless Paul Zeiss. Mm. God bless him. He's the man. <laughs> He's the absolute man. 
<laughs> I've never heard such a rendition before in my life. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> Better than the original Summer Sang. I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, takes a lot of guts to do that. Um, two things. One, I think the Steelers-Ravens game, I think it's going to be a slugfest. It yep. could be another 10-9 game like it was last week. Against <laughs> whomever they played. I can't remember. You know what I think? What's, what, what's your name, pal? Uh, my name's Lou from Uniontown. Lou. Ah, oh, my man, Lou. How you doing, buddy? Here, hey, I'm he, good, man. I'm good. I love to hear it. Here's the, here's the deal about Steelers-Ravens. You get Mike Tomlin in every press conference before the Ravens game, right? It's Ravens week, and he'll say... It's going to be a slugfest. We know it's going to come down to the final possession. If you flip over and you go to, like, Ravens.com, right, or you hear the soundbite on our station, Harbaugh says the same thing. It's going to be a slugfest. It's going to come down to the final possession. And you know what I actually think? I think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I think they almost accidentally coached the game to make it a close game at the end. Now, we've seen some blowouts in this rivalry, like when Ben's thrown for six touchdowns or uh, things like that. But I think more often than not, these coaches go into this game, Lou, and it winds up becoming exactly what they thought it was because they get it to be exactly what they thought it was. You're right. I I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, but it just seems like the teams are so familiar with each other, too. Sure. That they just can't help themselves. You know what I mean? They just can't help themselves but keep it close. And the way, I mean, Huntley's okay. Huntley's all right. I mean, you know, he's all right. Kenny Pickett, he's been showing flashes. But I just think neither team has much offense to speak of. So yeah. it could be like a 10-9, 13-10, one of those kind of games. I'd take the under if I was a Mets man. You think they win? Or, or Steelers-Ravens. You think Pittsburgh wins? Uh, I think the Ravens – I hate to say this. It sounds like vinegar coming out of my mouth. No. I, uh, it sounds like feels like vinegar, but I think the Ravens might edge us 5-3. You know? But, it, I mean, it, I, but we usually split anyway. Right. So, uh, it's like 13-10. Ravens, well, but it you. could be 13-10 Steelers. So, sure could. I mean, uh, Matthew uh, Wright having another game. Thank you for the call, buddy. Hey, no problem, man. Have a good day. Oh, you take care of yourself, Lou. I think, yeah, the game could go either way. It's going to be close. I do like the under bet. But it's at home. I like Kenny Pickett more than Huntley. I like the Steelers as a multiple offense more than I like the Ravens. Like The Steelers have shown that they can run the ball, and they've thrown the ball now better with Kenny Pickett. I don't know that the Ravens are going to have any success throwing the ball. Now, Atlanta last week, they only ran the ball, I think, six times in the first half. I think Arthur Smith sort of outcoached himself. And then in the second half, Atlanta ran the ball, and they had success. And I actually think it's a good primer for Baltimore because Atlanta does some funky stuff where they, you know, typically they're not throwing the ball a lot. I think going into the game... They had thrown the ball, I think, like 43% of the time, something crazy like that, like Army-Navy's coming up this weekend. Atlanta's been doing a bunch of that. So I think it's a good, again, to use this word from earlier in the show, it's an educational thing. Last week, Atlanta, and you can maybe take some things from that game plan and use it for this week against Baltimore. But I do think it's going to be a defensive slugfest. Absolutely. I got the Steelers winning this one, though, 16-10. to 10. 412-928-9370 if you want to weigh in on Steelers, Ravens, your thoughts, your predictions, anything you want to pick my brain on or go back and forth on about this game, we could do that next. I've also got a mind-blowing Mike Tomlin stat and more Christmas karaoke highlights. It's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan.
So a little mind-blowing stat about Mike Tomlin. It was in the NFL's game notes this week. Mike Tomlin, fifth best winning percentage all time for a head coach after the bye week. 149-50-1 after the bye. Fifth best, like I said, all time. And what that tells me is, and we've seen it this year, that after the bye, when you have two weeks to self-scout, Mike Tomlin and his staff have done a good job of figuring out what their weaknesses are, maybe eliminating some of those and trying to get better at your strengths. The Steelers were not a good running football team. And since the bye, they're one of the best running football teams in the NFL. We've seen it this year. And I think that is the mark of a good head coach. I've been critical of Mike Tom, and I think rightly so. I think there's been diminishing returns there. He's not been the same guy late, later in his career as he was earlier in his career. Just three playoff wins now in 12 years. That's not good enough for the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach. But his teams do have success in the regular season. And after the bye week, if you're improving... I think that tells you a lot about a coach. Andy Reid's on that list. Bill Belichick's on that list. Now, their winning percentages are high anyhow, but Mike Tomlin's winning percentage significantly higher after the bye than it is pre-bye. Tells me he's a good coach. 412-928-9370. What's up? You're on the air. Hi. Good morning, sir. I hope you have a, a good big old cup of coffee in your hand right now. <laughs> oh, my man. Of course I do. Heck yeah, man. I appreciate you having me on your show. I was just calling in to see you. So, God forbid Kenny Pickett get injured in this game against Baltimore, because Baltimore, we all know, they play rough and dirty. So let's say Kenny's out for uh, the rest of the season, five games in, and we put in our, like, Mitch Trubisky or, or Mason. What would your opinion be of how Tomlin deals with our backup quarterback situation in the offseason? Because if I remember uh, correctly, Mason was considered to be traded uh, uh, during the midseason, I believe the Bears, but there were there were talks about him being traded to a different team. I don't know if they, if one of them do well, would they uh, would uh, Tomlin keep let say Trubisky and Mason I see what you're saying. That's a good that's a good hypothetical. And thank you so much for the call. I appreciate you calling. You, I appreciate you listening. And you don't have to call me sir. I mean, come on. Uh, I'm no sir. I think let's say Mitch Trubisky would ball out. Let's say Kenny Pickett gets hurt, and God forbid, like you said, knock on wood. Let's say Kenny Pickett gets hurt, Mitch Trubisky balls out. I think you would probably look at him as a trade piece. And if no one's interested and you can't get a decent return for him, then you're fine with him being your backup quarterback next year. It's all about what somebody's going to offer you in return. If it makes sense, you do it. And I don't know what that looks like. I don't think anybody's offering a third-round pick for Mitch Trubisky. But let's say he did. Let's say he balls out. Let's say he wins the remainder of the games if Kenny Pickett were to get hurt. There would probably be some trade value there. And I think you'd probably get more in trade value than you would in him being a backup quarterback. And I think you could probably re-up with Mason Rudolph or find somebody else. Frankly, you could find somebody else. But if you can get value in a trade, yeah, I think it's something you absolutely consider. 412-928-9370, final thoughts on Steelers-Ravens. Last night, PM team, Christmas karaoke, Mike's Beer Bar. Pony is an animal at these things. Like he gets up on stage and he's strutting around. He's turning his back to the crowd all the time. He's not looking out. I mean, he's just he's in his own zone. He also can't play this on the air. 
I mean, he went after Steelers offensive coordinator Matt Canada almost in a parody song later on in the night, which was funny and brought the house down. And I think the Q rating of one Matt Canada, not super high. How about we're going to have Mike DeFabo on at 9 o'clock today. He from The Athletic. He covers the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's dating Jenna Harner. Ooh, wow. Ooh, Pittsburgh media couple. They sang Feliz Navidad. I thought they did a good job. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Yeah, what's up, man? Feliz Not bad. What I love is just the people who are just clearly not paying attention to Jenna and Mike. Mike, if you've never seen him walking around in person, I don't know why you would have. Maybe you're at a Steeler game. Maybe you were a Penguins. Maybe you're a Penguins fan. You saw him walking around the concourse at PPG Paints Arena. My man's got the biggest freaking traps in the world. You know those things like right next to your neck, over your shoulders. I'm not a big muscle guy. Every time I see DeFabo, they get bigger and bigger. I'm like, man, you you are all about the shrugs. And Jenna told me once at an airport, DeFabo went through the security line, and there was a nice lady who was working TSA, and she said, we're going to have to pull you aside. We think you are you might have something above your shoulders that you are trying to smuggle onto the plane here. And another guy comes over and goes, no, 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 no. My man's just doing all the shrugs. One more here. We got Pomp and Ron Cook. Ron's just snapping away in the background as a background dancer. And, of course, Pomp steals the show singing a little Elvis. He is the star. I'd never heard that song before. I don't think I'm going to seek it out now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.